pedal to the metal. Brace yourself for the number one rated daytime bootstrap sass honey badger theme podcast in the Pacific Northwest. This is Founder Quest. I've been using Hook Relay more over the past week. I got to say, there's nothing as useful as using your own product to make you see places where the product can be improved. <laughs> so I've, I've opened a, a couple issues. Going. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're not, they're not major things, but it's like, oh, it would be nice if this was different. It would be nice if that was, you know, different. And it's been, it's been good. So I'm looking forward to having those things done, making the product a little bit better. And we, and we talked about spending some more time, development time on Hook Relay over the pa- other couple of next coming weeks and months, mm-hmm. because we've had some, some customer requests coming in. So it's always a good feeling, like when people are actually using it and saying, oh yeah, I like it, but could it do this? Like, oh yeah, it could do that. Fun. I love it. I love being a developer and just building stuff. So much fun. Yeah, yeah. Looking at our our dashboard, we've got a got a few new users coming in. Got some uh, a little bit more revenue than last time I looked at this, so that's cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, you know, it's the season for it. The Pacific Northwest summer is long gone, and we're just into the dark wet now. We've gone through <laughs> spider dark season. Wet. Yeah, so, I mean this. Right. You've got, yeah, you've got the summer, you've got spider season, you've got I like wet. Is that from that like list of Pacific Northwest seasons or whatever? That's like 15 oh, you seasons can't long me, or you something. Can't, you can't call me out on that. I was hoping to, um, <laughs> oh, okay. I was hoping to plagiarize. We should, we should put that in the show notes if we can find it though. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good one. I don't remember them all, but yeah, I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely more productive in the winter time because like I'm not outside playing, right? I'm inside hunkering down from the rain and the cold. And so I'm like, oh, might as well do some code. <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally, I kind of like, I kind of stopped going on my morning walks in the summer because there's too many amateurs out. And uh, I started again once the fall comes, once it starts getting dark and drizzly. Those are my favorite morning walks. Nice. Even in the rain? Yeah, especially in the rain. Yeah. I need to, I need to get you- out more. Yeah, that's why you have a nice like Gore-Tex raincoat, some nice boots. Yeah. It's all about the gear. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just very pleasant. I like it. The summer here, like it's nice, but after a while, the sun just, it just starts getting to me. It's just like, I can't escape it. It's just boring into my eyeballs. It is truly a thing around here when, when the sun has been out too long, it's been too many sunny days. People do get a little stir crazy. They're like, I need, I need some wet. And so the first rainy day comes and you can just feel the relief. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just the so sense weird. of communities like relieved that, oh, things are back to normal. There's, there's precipitation again. Yeah. Well, so. I came up with a theory and I have no idea how valid this theory is. So I'm just going to throw it out there because it's unfounded. <laughs> and I realized this, this winter or this, yeah, this fall, as I'm going out, it's like, okay, like the reason I like this is because like everything's more muted, right? And I get overstimulated very easily. So, you know, noise and light and all that just kind of does it to me. But when it's like dark and gray, like for some, like, I don't know, this may just be my, my perception, but like the water vapor like mutes the sound a little bit or something. It's not quite, everything's like all the edges are more round and pleasant. Nothing is quite as sharp and stabby. There's fewer so, birds chirping. Yeah. And Seattle, Seattle is like the Pacific Northwest in general. It's just like, it draws in like all the computer nerds, all the, 
all the people who just like it here and like that kind of environment. So it's like, oh, do we all just, you know, we all have like sensory issues? I don't know. And that's why all the tech companies are in Seattle. Yeah, probably. I think I need to get an office uh, still because I think like, I think, I, I think Ben's right. Like I, I also would be more productive in the winter, but like working from home in the winter with, with like kindergartners is uh, a different experience than working at home in the dark by yourself. It's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you turn on the lights while you're working. You don't just leave them off. Yeah. Sometimes I leave them off. I don't oh, yeah? know. If I, if you know, okay. if you want that's because you're a real hacker. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing more marketing stuff lately, so I turn the lights on. Right. Yeah. I, I use, I use light mode. I mean, you probably forgot how to touch type, you know, and use Vim with all you that. Shut marketing. Up, John. You shut up. You shut up. <laughs> you shut up. I get to say that, not you. <laughs> so you have to have the lights on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. I don't have a, one of those keyboard with the blank key caps. Like truth be told, I've been doing a lot less programming than I used to as well. And it's, it's started to bother me a little bit lately. So I've been trying to find ways to get back into it because I'm like, if I, I'm going to like forget how to build a rails app, if I don't like do some work. We do have like 300 items in our backlog for honey batteries. So it's true. (laughs) She could find something to do. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Like having like a legacy rails app for so long, like even when you are working, like even when you do work in it, it's still like, I don't know, like you're, it's, you know, I'm like not utilizing a lot of the knowledge that I built up. Like, like we, we all built up working on client projects, like where you're constantly solving new problems and like building things out. Like a a lot of those decisions are already like have long been made in honey badger app. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a little bit different. Yeah, that's been nice about uh, having the side project because like starting a new Rails app and making new decisions and trying the new things and new toys like, you know, Hotwire and, you know, Stimulus Reflex and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's been, it's been fun. But hey, you know, maybe, you know, talking about client work, like, hey, take on some client work, right? You could, uh, could do something completely different. And I think it's an option jobs. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, I, that, that could be fun. Just like good like old days. Yeah. Build a Greenfield, a Greenfield app. Yeah. This, I mean, I think we're talking about like the, the problem of like what to do with your time when your, your like app is like nine years old and stable and, <laughs> and you have all this time on your hands and, you know, want to still build new things. Right. Yeah. I've got, I've got a question like for, I mean, y'all probably don't know cause you haven't been freelancing for a while, but to all the freelancers out there, do people still hire developers to build like, you know, Facebook for X? Like, <laughs> cause like. I just remember working on so many like Facebook for so-and-so, mm. Facebook for nurses, Facebook for, you know, whoever. And it turned out the Facebook for all those groups was Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> was that before uh, Facebook groups? That I era? I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's interesting. It, yeah, it's just weird. That was like, our era. I mean, like. For sure, like our, our era of freelancing was the Facebook for X era. Yeah, that's because like the social media or like the social network had just come out, that movie about Facebook. <laughs> right. And so everybody wanted to be the next Facebook, you know, by copying mm-hmm. Facebook for some. I was just, I was thinking back to the, our the kind of projects that we built, you know, we're talking about the Facebook for X stuff. And I think I was like, what was my favorite project? And the one that I can remember, so I guess it's probably my favorite because the one I remember the most and remember the most kindly 
is the uh, the Montessori project that we did. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember started a lot of work. That project's still that. around, you know. Yeah, yeah, still That's out there. Like, still making bank. Mm -hmm. It's got to be yeah. like fifteen years older now by now or something. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I wonder if it's still on rails too. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin was doing some shopping for the kids last night. And uh, she was uh, looking at uh, Bowden, which is a kid's brand, or Mini, Mini Bowden. And I don't know if that name rings a bell with you, Ben, but uh, it does. <laughs> well, yes, it does. They, were one of the, they were one of the affiliate shops with Tada Shop. Yeah. Flashbacks, man. I much, yeah, I have all these like, I've had all these like kids, kids clothing brands, like just like programmed into my brain for the last 10 years now. And now that I actually have kids, like they're all resurfacing, so. That's weird. That was past. like another, that was like another era, which was the, it wasn't the Facebook for X. It was the product aggregator. The aggregator. Like we're going yeah. to make a website that aggregates lots of products across, you know, for different companies. And we're just going to be like an affiliate. We're going to be really good at SEO. And, and that trend was like kind of, I mean, Amazon was definitely around then, but it was like, I think these days, like Amazon is now where everything is pretty much aggregated like that. So this was like, I don't know. It seems like pre pre Amazon, like at least in their current scale. Yeah. I mean, Amazon missed out on that sweet, sweet Acai Berry affiliate money though. <laughs> Where it's like you got, I, I forget what it was, like 50 or a hundred bucks. If, if you as an affiliate could like sign somebody up for the scam Acai oh, Berry like an like subscription service. Yeah. Well, what, it was just affiliates, but it was a scam okay. because it was a recurring charge and people weren't familiar <laughs> with getting recurring charges yeah. yet. So, well, you don't want to boost friends. your health just once. Oh, no. And then lose no. out on all those benefits. So, you're that's really, true. I mean, that's like in the, that's in the interest of the customer star. Exactly. One of my friends worked back then, worked at a, a call center for a bank, and like half of her calls were just people being like, what the hell? Like, why, why am I get, keep getting charged for this? If yeah, like all a, of your support requests are start with what the hell <laughs> <laughs> you work at a bank. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of fun things to do when the projects are new and it's all greenfield, but then, you know, there's also fun things to do when the projects are nine years old, you know, like, yeah, I, w I was pleasantly surprised on Monday morning to find that our, our database server had failed on Sunday morning, you know, I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> that, that happened. But our, you know, our high availability setup actually worked and the failover happened and it's just like nothing, nothing happened at all. I mean, these days, of course, pretty you, would, wild. you would not even set that up, right? You would just use RDS or you would, you know, there's, there's like a gazillion Postgres as a service services out there now, but you know, back in my day, you know, we had to push the bits uphill both ways, right? <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, imagine was, if the database server failed in like year two. Yeah, back on uh, back on Snickers. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been Snickers. Rough. Yeah, all our servers were named after uh, candy bars. Candy we're bars, we're still. I chips. love that we're we're still on first name like first name uh, basis with all of our old servers. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite was Trix though. Trix, yeah, yeah. It makes sense why that whole hosting platform didn't really work out for us because tricks are for kids, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But then my kids were young enough. Then it made sense. <laughs> yeah. We should do a client project just for fun. I All mean, right. and, and so, money, obviously. Yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, you can do it for funsies, but of course, it's got to oh, be for money you. too. <laughs> yeah. The, the other th great thing about client projects is like you get to build them and then, and then you get to like 
never see them again. It's like, it's like point. being, it's like being a grandparent, right? Where you can send yeah. the kids back to the parents. It's like, Oh, we'll have mm -hmm. some fun. We'll spoil the kid and then send them back to be the parents. Yep. So yeah, you can, can great. grow this little rails app and you can have some fun with it and then send it off, you know? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a couple of years later, you, you're like, oh, I wonder what happened to little Timmy. And so you Google him and he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor little Timmy. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think a lot of my old client projects are in that category. But I think that's just kind of the, the way it goes. But, the, you know, I remember the primary struggle that we had, though, with the ones that didn't die, you know, the ones that weren't the poor little Timmy's was like, what do we do with it now? Because we liked building new things, but we didn't really like running them. You know, we didn't really want to be on the hook. And so it was like, it's great. You have this new app, go enjoy, right? And they're like, yeah, but you know, what about something breaks? It's like, oh, well, good luck, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that recently. Like, like, does that still fly? Like, what do people do these days? Like, I don't know. I would like to know. If you have a non-technical, like, I don't, like, to be honest, you had a knack for like finding those people, it seemed, Ben, because like you, you'd find these people that are just like non-technical. They, they just have an idea like, you know, they're uh, like, like Star said, like the whatever Facebook, Facebook for X people. But like they just you have you just build it for them. And then, yeah, they would kind of just be like, now I'm now I'm like, I'm a tech founder now. Yeah. Can I tell a funny story about this? So... I used to live in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's where I went to college. I lived there for a little while after. And one day I was at like a local coffee shop and there was this guy who actually I saw a couple of times at the coffee shop who just was chatting up the barista, chatting up everybody around him about this app idea he had called the love button, which is just, oh my God, like that, that name. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called the love button and it basically it's not it's not a dating app though which is like you know you're winning when you have to explain that your product name isn't what people think it is originally yeah. at first glance it's not a dating app it's a uh, it's a it's a it, like you can put in like what do i love to do i love carpentry so i can like press the love button you have to press it it's important and then it, he didn't say this, but I was sort of imagine like a slot machine type, you know, spinning type thing, like whirling. And then it pops up the people nearby you who also love that thing. So you can stalk them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was with you right up to that stock point. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, that's, I, I had it that part, but I mean, let's like, we've seen what happens to the internet. We've, we've seen how things go. It just like has their contact information. Like it's. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's like, a, it's a way for, yeah, it's, it's a way for people to have uncomfortable interactions. So it's like, it's yeah. like chat roulette, but in real life. In real life. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just sitting there like, why the hell would anybody ever <laughs> consent to that ever? But maybe I wasn't a target market, you know? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> just trying to think you, you definitely want to involve um, a map of nearby well-lit locations for people to meet up <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just don't love anything enough to press the button you know maybe yeah, you like really probably. have to be into something and then it just shames you it's like hey what's yeah. the matter i mean like to be fair like craigslist how, how exists doing, and like people <laughs> 
people do like <laughs> respond to all kinds of things on on Craigslist that I'm sure are not in well lit <laughs> locations. <laughs> so you know, maybe this maybe this love button app has like a you know has like a pivot or something. <laughs> yes, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was going to pivot it to Grinder. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, another option to just building would be buying apps, right? We could hang out on MicroAcquire and uh, or Flippa or someplace. And you know, for these for these uh, developers who built a thing and don't want to run it, just buy it, and then we can yeah. run it. No, I think there's I think there's probably something there potentially for us because we we have some of the experience now that maybe they don't they didn't you know the people that someone that just build something to a certain point so and we have a marketing engine so we could potentially like acquire something and then plug it in to our existing systems so that could be fun like you know i mean like this is like instead of you know like like i got a friend in construction and him and his dad like flip houses you know like that's the the thing they do like but our our flipping houses is like now flipping flipping SaaS apps i think like because you know that's like our Maybe yeah. someday you'll be flipping SaaS apps with your with your boys, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a show on TV about that. You know, let's take it to the next level. Instead of just, you know, yeah. buying these apps and flipping them, let's let's get investors, let's get some 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 limited partners up in here and we'll use their money to go buy the apps and then we'll run them for a while, and then maybe sell them. Then we can be like those cool kids that are out there like buying all these SaaS apps and doing the investment thing, right? Yeah, I like it. These are these are good ideas. Like our private equi- yeah. private equity firms, the cool kids. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. I get, for, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. For some value of cool, right? If you ask the private equity firms, they will say yes. They are the cool kids. Yeah. Yeah. There's cool a lot of new types of private equity these days. It seems. Yeah, we need to all the micro stuff. I mean, yeah, exactly. We take advantage yeah. of this new micro pipeline, like you know, tiny seed like, and and uh, calm fund, right? We need a we need a pipeline. Like, okay, those are the feeding into the pipeline, and then we do some magic somewhere along the process, right? And then out comes bigger companies, and and we make money somehow. Yeah. It's kind of fuzzy, but I think we can make it happen. <laughs> if just, you just hook all those platforms up to each other in a circle, you get a, a infinite motion machine. I like it. Oh. They just, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger until somebody goes to jail. <laughs> but you got like an Ouroboros. Is that how you pronounce that? The snake eating its own tail? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or we could go in a completely different direction. I saw a tweet from Patio11 this morning where he was, he was referencing a tweet from a Sweaty Startup. And if, you don't, if you're not familiar with Sweaty Startup, you really got to go check that out because that's some, that's some cool stuff. Like he hangs out on Reddit. He's Cool beans. We'll put some links in the show notes if you can check it out. But sweaty startup dude, uh, he bought like a storage company, self storage company, and like applied software to the their process because like they were still like you know pushing paper around or whatever. It was old school, and then really like juiced that business and made it pretty cool investment. And so thinking, yeah, we could we could do that. We could go we could go old school and get all these old school businesses that are you know not online and. Apply our our marketing juice and I'm down. Tear it up. Yeah. Just first of all, though, you can't introduce sweaty startup guy as sweaty startup guy. He's the tomato guy, right? Like, (laughs) 
this is the guy that was like trying to sell like was like bragging about how he could like whatever like like yeah. grow a tomato yeah. farm to like a billion dollars or something but he was oh, like sort of guy Why before we he was tomato guy well, because we that was a that, you don't star. That was an epic troll. Did you did you catch <laughs> oh, that at okay. the end? No, I like, didn't. It's it, I, it's pretty amazing. Like, I only but yeah, it turns out that guy really it, like so. that really not, like he knows his shit apparently. And I mean, like, probably also know like I, I'm I'm like having like followed him a little bit, like seen some of the things he said. Like, I might be inclined to like listen to him on the tomato thing. <laughs> Maybe I can make a fortune in tomatoes. You know. <laughs> as long as you don't live in seattle where it rains nine months out of the year <laughs> yeah no sweaty startup like i've been following him on reddit for the longest time and I, I just love obviously not every idea is genius right but i do love his approach like get in there do the work do the work that other people aren't willing to do or that people are just haven't really caught on to yet like one of his one of his classic things is like just go start a pressure washing company, right? Go knock on your neighbor's doors and see if they want their driveway pressure washed and then, and then pressure wash it, right? And then you do that and you get some gaming and experience mm -hmm. and you provide a quality service and lo and behold, now you got a business, right? So I think, I, I just like his, his ethos of just go in there, do the work and try to make it happen as opposed to, right, you know, sit back and complain or, or whatever. You know, it's just yeah. kind of like the, I, I just like that. Mentality. I would I would hire that person by the way because I could use some pressure washing. Like <laughs> the moss around my house is just out of control. For real, again, Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I mean, I liked the just the the thought of like, I mean, there's so it feels like there's so many little, I mean, there's so many business problems out there that are in the real world that will that need a software solution and will eventually have one it just like it seems like in order to solve those problems you have to have some sort of like actual like proximity to the problem <laughs> so like maybe the way to like get into those problems is just to go out and start doing more stuff in the real world and see where you know like see where the pain points are so you're saying if you want to build software for dentists you gotta go become a dentist yeah or, or i don't know like at least like yeah work it in reception or something or have a lot of cavities you just go like do stuff for oh yeah just be a repeat customer <laughs> yeah yeah i just i just love how there are so many ways to make money on the internet it's amazing yeah but the the cyber opportunities are long gone <laughs> ah, those dried up a long time ago unfortunately i think we'll see more uh we'll, we'll definitely see more internet scams in the future though so hope is not lost you mean like NFTs? Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> I like, I really want to see just like a, like a smart contract MLM. I mean, like, I, I think there might be something out there, but like, I want to see one. I just want to see one succeed, you know? But you have to, you have to be the change that you want to see in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that means you have to do it yourself. I know. I don't know if I can. I, I just don't understand that world. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I could, I'm, I'm sure you. I could go like build, yeah, like comprehend the technology, but I just, I don't know. I'm just not motivated to at all. Like, I've, I've kind of tried a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still the old guy shaking 
fistic cloud stage of NFTs. I'm like, I, I don't get it. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there will be something there. I'm sure. Not in NFTs necessarily, just in, in, the, in the technology in the future. One of my sons, who's really into tech and keeps on top of these things, every time I say NFT, he's like, money laundering. I think that's, that's oh, really? an automatic response. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, I'll trust you. <laughs> get, get that kid a Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> that's the interesting thing is like my kids, not into Facebook, not into Twitter. You know, they're just not social that's networking. They're for old TikTok. people. <laughs> Absolutely hate TikTok. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, the op- it's the opiate of the masses. It's like, well, okay, that's technically true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I really yeah. like TikTok. It really depends on like where, like what, like who you follow and all that. It's, you know, it's just like Twitter and that. Really? Regard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I signed up for a, a TikTok account recently just to check it out and see like what, where the rabbit holes go and kind of scared me a little bit, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Maybe that's because I was like trying to see like how bad it was versus how good it was. So maybe I should do a different experiment where like I only yeah like the trick is to, on cat to, videos or whatever. The trick is to like follow the things that you like, and then you'll get more of those. And <laughs> right. if you follow things you don't like, you'll get more of those. Yep. So you said it was scary. Was this more or less scary than kid YouTube? I haven't really. I I don't know. Like I mean, just the whole idea of kid YouTube is is scary. So it might be just different. Kind of different things but just the like the algorithm like the algorithmic bubble that tiktok seems to create like i mean all of these all of those services have that but like i don't know maybe it's because like the videos are so short and there's so many like strangers that you can end up following or whatever but it just seems like you could like someone who doesn't understand how that works could easily end up in some sort of like alternate universe yeah but again i haven't used it yeah i don't know it's interesting to me because it's like much more than other much more than other services, you can really see the algorithm at work. Yeah. Like you can be like, okay, you're you're like testing me to see if I like this carpentry videos where people take these very expensive expensive looking hand planes and then like play <laughs> like take minutely thin shavings of very expensive looking wood. So you watch that whole video. So I'm gonna give you like three more of those and we're gonna see how you do on those. And and then like sometimes it gives you things that you're just like, nope. So it's like I just don't want the algorithm to to see that I'm watching this. So I'm just not even gonna try. <laughs> yeah, you have to like you have to tend to tend your algorithm yeah but in order to do that you have to understand that that's what you're doing which i i think we're in a good position to do that but, but also it, just like yeah the tactic or the tactic what am i saying <laughs> the content on tiktok oh my God, it's in my brain it's i'm just nothing I'm, i say is like everything i say is just going to become some variant of tiktok the content i found is like i don't know like i i am much happier like looking at tiktok just because mm-hmm. it's like you know, I don't know. It's, I guess I'm just looking at happier content. The like content is so like the the whole like the niche aspect of the content. Like you said, like the narrowest type of video, like like a hobby, but where people are like you know like whatever, creating very thin strips of wood, and there's some sort of like you know just like they can feed you very specific types of videos to see like, and then you could get into that like specific like subset of like whatever woodworking video yeah it's not you're you're not even into woodworking at that point you're just into this like very like niche uh part of it yeah i don't know that's we'll see i'm sure i'll get bored bored with it eventually 
I don't think you will. No, it's an ever renewing stream of just delicious content. I, I trust. Right I trust to, in the right algorithm. To my face. Yeah. You trust? Um, I I have I trust in the algorithm too, Josh. To keep you to keep you engaged. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Y'all have been listening to another episode of Founder Quest. If you want to review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called these days, go for it. If you want to write for our blog, and we've got a write for us page on there at honeybatch.io forward slash blog. Scan for the write for us link. That's your first assignment. Until yeah, until then. See you later. Founder Quest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word, where you can access our huge back catalog of episodes. Founder Quest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.